Welcome to Radiance. I'm Lisa Pennington. I'm a Christian mother of nine children, eight of which are adults, and I'm here to uplift you no matter what it is you're going through. I have found the joy and peace of Christ through this season of life and mothering, and I want to encourage you to do that too. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome to a bonus episode of Radiance. Once a month or so, I'm going to do a Friday episode that is just a bonus episode, and I'm going to talk in these about not specific things that are not specifically for the brokenhearted mom. I'm going to talk about other parts of life because, yeah, being a being a mom of adults and having heartbreak is a part of who I am, but it is not the total of who I am. I have a lot of things going on in my life, and I get a lot of questions about other areas of my life as well. So I thought, well, I'll just do a bonus episode once a month or so on some of the other things that I get questions about. And today I wanted to talk about owning short-term rental properties. Uh, Most people refer to them as Airbnb. That is Airbnb. We do rent on Airbnb, but that's, we don't call ours Airbnbs just because it's like calling a Kleenex, you know, a tissue Kleenex. It's just a brand. But Airbnb is not our company. We are our company. And part of what we do, we work with Airbnb. So we have short-term rental properties. That's what I call them. Uh, You have some, you can call them Airbnb, you can call them whatever you want. (laughs) That's just my choice. And uh, I like to eventually, part of my goal is to move away from Airbnb where I have more control. So I refer to mine as short-term rentals just to not get in the habit of being like Airbnb, even though I'm not on Airbnb anymore or who knows what will happen. So we own two properties that we rent short term, and we're currently building our third one. In fact, that third one is in the throes right now of us working really just like nonstop on it to try to get it finished. And we're hoping to have it finished in a month or so and start renting it. The first one we own is a little cabin that was on our property uh, when we bought this house and it wasn't finished or ready to rent or live in at all, but we finished it out and made it nice and we turned it into a rental property that we rent short term and that did well. So we decided to buy another one about six hours away, uh, but it's five minutes from where our daughter and her family lived. So we were struggling with going and visiting them, finding places to stay. So we thought, well, what if we buy our next property there And then we can stay in that house whenever we're visiting them, which now is just wonderful. We get to visit. I get to see them all the time because I'm up there taking care of the property or I'm up there to visit them. And while I'm doing that, I take care of the property. So that has worked out pretty well. It's been a lot harder than the one here that's where we live. And then the third one we're building is the garage to the first one. So those that that we're finishing out and turning it into its own Uh, unit. So it'll be like two units right next to each other. Those two are small. One of them sleeps, the the one we currently have sleeps three. The new one will sleep two. We just find that we get a lot of couples and that's just what we want to accommodate with the new one is just couples. It's going to be a small place, but it's going to have everything you need. So the question that I get, I talk about our properties a lot. I just, you know, I share about what we're doing with them because they, they take a lot of my time and, and effort and energy. And I love doing it. And so I get a lot of people, hey, can I pick your brain about your rental properties? I'm thinking about starting one. Can I ask you some questions? I get that a lot. So I thought I would just 
throw out uh, some answers to the main question I get, which is whether or not you should turn your, a lot of people say, I have a little guest house, or we have a garage apartment, or we have a little cabin on the back of our properties kind of thing. Should we turn that into a short-term rental property? We're trying to decide. And I just want to tell you some of the things that I tell them. There are so many questions I would have for you. That is not a straight up answer. If it were me, yes, I've already done it. I know what I'm getting myself into. I know that it really fits with my gifts and talents and my husband's gifts and talents. He is a CPA and a tax attorney. So this man loves doing numbers, figuring out money, making spreadsheets and (laughs) charts and graphs and taxes. Uh, These are all things I despise. And so it is amazing to have someone on your team who is so good at that. He's so good at it. And he takes care of all of that for us. And then I am good at design and setup and hospitality and hosting. And so I get to use those gifts that I love to do all the time now because I'm constantly designing or fixing a, a design or a guest will tell me, oh, hey, it would be really good if you had like, um, I think recently our little place, our small place in where we live is really nice and bright and sunny and has lots of windows. And someone mentioned it's really bright. We wanted to sleep late. It'd be nice if you had blackout curtains. And I'm just like, done. If a guest mentions something and I can possibly do it, I do it. So I had to go figure that out. What can we spend? How, how will it pay for itself? That kind of thing. So it's people call it passive income. I know it falls into the category of passive income. But when I looked up what is passive income, it's like money that you make with negligible effort. Uh, This is not that. This is a lot of effort for us the way we do it and the way I think a lot of you would do it. Now, you can buy a property and set it up and then hire a proper property management company to come in and they will manage the guests. They will manage the cleaners. They will manage the uh, repairs and keeping things in stock. You can do that. If that's how you want to do it, you just want to be an owner, you can do that. Absolutely. We did not want to do that. We wanted to run them ourselves. First of all, that's about 30% of your income that goes to the property manager. Now, if you don't care and you're making enough money to pay for that, I think that's great. We would not, if we had to pay someone like that, we would not make enough money to keep them going. Not right now. I mean, they're all really new. So we don't have that goal. I really like interacting with the guests. I really like uh, taking care of things and keeping up with the cleaners and managing that. So for me, I don't mind the effort. But if you don't like that kind of thing or you don't know if you like that kind of thing, I would encourage you to really take a step back and look and be like, do I want to be on call in the middle of the night? Because if you have a guest staying like we typically every weekend we had guests in both places like keep in mind our third place hasn't opened yet so I need to be able to hear a message from them at 1 a.m 2 a.m if there's something wrong they have to be able to reach me so I'm kind of on every weekend at minimum if people stay with us during the week I got to be on all day on all night during the week I can't miss a message if a guest needs something So that's something you would have to consider. If you're thinking of building it on your property or putting it where your home is, you have to consider having strangers around all the time. Where will they park? Will they have dogs? Do you care if they 
bring friends over? Do you care if they hang out outside? There's so many things you have to think about. What lifestyle do you want? Now, we just put up some fences and our guests have privacy from us and we really don't ever see them, even though it's on our property and just right behind our house. We set it up where they have that place to themselves and they we don't interact with them. I mean, we, we, it's not that we wouldn't, but sometimes we'll see them in passing and say hi, but we very rarely even see them. It's just the way our property sets up and the way we put up the fences, that's how that works for them. They have total privacy. Can you do that? Can you offer that to someone? We don't have a problem with parking. All that kind of stuff works out for our property. There are things that uh, you have to keep up with. You have to keep up with toilet paper and paper towels and clean sheets and turnover and all the things like we uh, have our both of our properties are we use non-toxic cleaners we promise our guests there will be no odors no Febreze no Tide smell like everything is odor free and super clean as far as like what kind of cleaning materials we use to clean with that's important to us but also that means a little extra work in training our cleaners to clean differently than they're used to do you care about that? Do you not care about that? It's fine if you don't care about that. But what are the things that you're going to want to do? I get hosts all the time that say, oh, we love to leave a welcome basket for our guests. I'm like, well, I don't live there. I can't possibly do that. These are things that won't work for me. So you have to really figure out what kind of a host do you want to be. Now, if you're wondering, well, if I have to put $30,000 into this cabin, will I even make that money back? I would say there are several ways you can figure that out. One is you can um, subscribe to a company called AirDNA. You can go, you can subscribe for just like a month and look at all the statistics for the area that you're looking at having a property in. That's really good. But also you can do a lot of that work for yourself when you're just in the beginning stages of trying to decide by looking, by just doing the legwork, looking up properties in your area, how much are they renting for, go look at their calendar, see if it looks like it's booked a lot. If it doesn't look like it's booked a lot, it doesn't matter if they're asking for $200 a night. If they're not getting it, then that's then you may not get it either. You want to look at what's your competition. How uh, well designed are they? How nice are they? Do they have a pool? Do they allow? Do they sleep 12 people? And you don't want to sleep 12 people. I personally don't want 12 people. I don't want to clean after that. I don't want to mess with that. So our pro- our bigger property only sleeps five. That's just how. That's just what works for us. That's how we do it. That keeps parties away. That keeps problems away. I just don't want to deal with it. Do I make a little less money for that? Maybe. You know, you have to figure all of that out for yourself. So let's say you decide, okay, I want to do it. I want to take my garage apartment. I've checked out all the places in the area. I feel like there's nothing like it. Or there's five places like it and they stay booked all the time. So we're going to do it then I would really encourage you to listen to podcasts. There are lots of great podcasts out there uh, that really cover a lot of these things. They talk about insurance. They talk about protecting your home. They talk about uh, how to manage guests, whether how to manage cleaners. There's so much to it. I would encourage you to get in some Facebook groups for your local area, meet other owners. Typically, I find other owners are very open and sharing with their information and very helpful to each other. That's been my experience. So, uh, you know, just plug yourself in to what's going on. Look on YouTube, get tips. Start just filling yourself with tips. Now, that's how I like to do things. 
I like to be way over informed. <laughs> so if I'm going to start a new project, I promise you I have spent weeks, if not months, pouring into YouTube, pouring into my bank account, figuring out what what's what. So I'm as equipped as I can before I go into this. So that's how I like to do things. And it does help me. I feel like I have a leg up before I start something. I don't go in as like starting this podcast. I did so much research for like a year on how to do it before I even thought about starting it. Now, you don't have to be that extreme. You can you can jump in whenever you want. But I would really encourage you to inform yourself from other people that are doing it. Uh, learn from their mistakes, and that will save you a lot of headaches. And get yourself in the groups where you can ask questions. Hey, I just got my first booking, and these people um, booked for, for six, but now they brought 12 people. What do I do? How about cameras? Are you going to have cameras? There's just like so much to think about. But all that being said... I absolutely love it. I feel like I was made for this. I feel like it's the thing that my husband and I just together, we have the perfect one marriage combination personality to run short-term rental properties. And we absolutely love it. And we're, uh, I think we have a goal to eventually have a couple more. So that is my answer to that. I realize, realize it's kind of complicated and long and lots of information, but I get that question so much that I thought maybe some of you would be interested in, should I open turn open a short-term rental property for myself? And I would say it takes a lot more time than you think, and it takes a lot more money than you think, but I absolutely love it and wouldn't do anything else. I love, I love all the people that I've met. I love the relationships and new friendships that I've gotten. I've gotten... Um, built relationships with local businesses because we recommend them to our guests. And so they'll give us little deals and coupons and things and they know who we are now. So yeah, it's been really, really good. But if you don't love some of the things that I mentioned, then it, maybe you should look for a different passive income opportunity. <laughs> so that's my answer to that. Uh, maybe yes, maybe no. Let me know if you have other questions about having short-term rental properties and I'm happy to answer you or steer you to someone else that might know, or if you have questions about anything else outside of the brokenhearted mom topic, and I will try to answer those on my bonus episodes. All right, you guys, see you soon.